You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavericks. Oh, we back. We back, we, we back. back, we back, we back, Jones. Andy Minio in the house tonight, and we back. Welcome to the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by the winning to the streak, the editor of The Smoking Cue, and what you got for me, Isaac? We almost didn't come back, Nick. <laughs> we took a, we took an informal poll, and... Uh, since we left, the Mavericks are four and two, and they're on a four-game winning streak now. And we decided, well, it could be us, right? You know how when you're sitting, you know when you're sitting watching a football game or something, and all of a sudden people change seats. Bill Simmons is huge on this. He says he claims that during the, the Patriots' last Super Bowl last year, that everybody in his house—he's a huge Patriots fan—and he was sitting. They were sitting all in some configuration. And then they changed right as the Patriots started making their comeback, and then they they claimed that that gave them the karma to win the game. So I don't believe in superstitions or luck. So I call bull crap. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's some there's some ethereal power in there that you know when when Bill Simmons moved his his butt cheeks from one seat to another seat. I think that energy I think rubbed off on Thomas Thomas Bryant Brady. Thomas Bryant Brady. <laughs> Nick, how was your Christmas? So my Christmas was excellent. Have followed us along. We have took the last week off as both of us traveled home for Christmas to the same state. <laughs> Super wild at one point, and we left the same day. Oh yeah, and almost you, at the same time. I think you left like <laughs> yeah, like I think you left like thirty minutes or an hour before me. And at one point, I texted Nick. I was like, "Bro, Nick, where are y'all at?" And he's like, "Arkadelphia." And except Nick, Nick has the new Nintendo Switch, so yeah. He's probably like a 99 on NBA 2K right now. And I'm back there just listening to a thousand podcasts in the world cuz I don't have a Switch. I am a I'm a 68 on on uh Switch right now. Uh but that's because my wife I I encouraged my wife to buy a, a game for herself because oh, I I felt guilty I up. felt guilty that it was just going to be for me and that I was going to be playing it the whole time and I wanted her to enjoy it as well because I'm a good husband and that's what you do. Uh, she played it more than I did. <laughs> I was going to say, that's where we messed up. Now now you got to save to buy a second one, so you'll actually have time to play. <laughs> so, so yeah, she was even playing it tonight. I was sitting here watching the last couple Mavericks games that I missed on the break, and she's over there playing her game, and I'm like, this is so backwards. <laughs> since, since this is our first pod back, we'll probably go a little bit longer today, but I want to ask you, what's, give me your best moment of your Christmas break of the week off back home. All right, everybody get your get your Oz ready, okay? Dun, 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 my dun, puppy dun, dun, dun. Laker, if you guys have followed us, you know my puppy Laker. He had never seen snow before. <gasps> and he got a, we got a white Christmas in Kentucky/Ohio, which is where we were. Oh, I'm so jealous. And so he, you didn't you didn't have snow? No, bro. I didn't see snow one time. Oh. No, I actually saw flurries, and it was the first time. We got like a lot of years. snow, actually. We got like an inch the first time, like Christmas Eve. 
and then we got some more snow like right before we left but so laker had never seen snow before and so he runs outside like after it snowed and he looks around and he was so confused he's like 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 shaking his head back and forth and then he sticks his nose in it he sticks his nose straight in it to smell and he goes he's like pulls his nose back because he didn't know what it was and then he just starts like prancing around in it and leaping and trying to figure out and uh if that wasn't cute enough he uh didn't know if he should go to the bathroom in it so he he abstained (laughs) and then and then several hours later he abstained all over my mom's carpet so (laughs) oh that is fun no it was not (laughs) so that was the best part of the trip for me well um Besides the birth of our Lord and and, uh, and uh, celebrating that, that was good. Besides celebrating Jesus' birthday, that's awesome. It's not really his birthday. <sighs> We're celebrating. <laughs> Stop it, Nick. We're not going to have this like whole theological he when his actual birthday was. People think he was it, born in May. Now I'm like, it's just the concept. We're doing that's Christmas the day, in May. It's the day we freaking celebrate it. All right. <laughs> anyway, I can say this on the pod uh, now. Something that you know, Ooh. but my favorite moment of christmas is we got to tell my parents that my wife and i are expecting oh so, a little maverick <laughs> a little dirk a little maverick nick already knew um but we're not putting it on twitter we're not putting it on like social media anything for a long time so if you listen to the podcast you can tweet at me and like it'll be our inside joke and be like hey if you want to say congrats you can say congrats but don't say what for yeah so, that's good so you know um, but yeah, my wife and I are super excited, um, nervous too, cause we're not parents and this will be the first time we are parents. So, uh, dog but parents. anyway, we, my wife, <laughs> my wife made a, made this little ornament that had our ultrasound in oh. the ornament. It was like clear. Yeah. And so it was the last gift for our, our parents and stuff. Anyway, it was super small. So my, so when my dad opened it, he starts shaking the ball oh, because no. there was like some <laughs> fake snow in it. He's like, what the crap? And then she told him, and he was like, oh, he's super excited. My mom opens it up. She just starts wailing, crying for like a straight minute. Ah! Ah! <laughs> That's awesome. Like, insane. My grandma opens hers because we had four different ones. And she goes, well, what's this? It looks like a top of a tree. <laughs> I'm like, oh, crap. Grandma, nope, that's come your on, gran- grandma. <laughs> that is your great-grandchild. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm sure that... Uh, I will share some funny stories along the pregnancy journey on this podcast, um, different things, but something we're excited about is a cool Christmas season for us. And we're excited for this journey and we're excited for this crazy Mavericks win streak in turn of events of the season. Oh, of course we are super excited about this Mavericks game. But before we get to that, we have to let you know about our friends at draft. Draft is the only fantasy app that I will use. Draft is a really great fantasy app. And we just finished our fantasy football league, our, our year-long league that Isaac beat me in. And I, I just can't stand it. I, I just get so tired of doing the season-long leagues. But with Draft, it's daily fantasy basketball and football like none of the other guys. On Draft, you play real-life fantasy snake drafts with other people, just like in your season-long league. So you get all the fun stuff. The, the best part about about a fantasy league is the draft. You, you get to draft, and in, with, with the draft app, you get to draft every single day if you want to. You could do it five times a day, depending on you know your gambling you know problems. 
So come and join us on Draft today. Download the app and just search Draft in your app store. Join a game in minutes or play right from your computer on Draft.com whenever you want. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOMAVS. That's L-O-M-A-V-S. That's right. Play a real money game for free just by using my promo code LOMAVS on your first draft deposit. Play with Isaac and I tonight. We will be using the uh, the code LOMAVS, and then you can also just search for me, Locked On Nick, and you can search for the uh, the group that I'll be making tonight called Locked On Mavs. You can play with us tonight, win actual real cash. You put you know you put your money down, and you can actually win cash. I won a couple weeks ago, won ten bucks. I put three down for an entry fee, and uh, I won ten bucks back. So it was pretty good. Got a uh, got some pretty good return on that investment. Play with us tonight, draft. It's really really good. I enjoy it. The Mavericks tonight uh, are playing the Golden State Warriors. So, does the streak continue? Let's start there. Dun, 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 dun. You know, it's crazy because when when Steph first went down, you know, I was like, "Well, crap, man, we're not, we're gonna he's not gonna be available in this game when they come back." And but now he's back, and he had he's I think he's played one game before then. Who would have thought that Steph would come back before Seth? Don't even start with that. He is. Um, do you think Seth's going to play a game this year? That's oh, a tough question. Oh, I watched he didn't him today say at practice. Yes. I watched Seth today at practice, and I mean, he, I mean, of course, when you watch him after a practice, and he's doing these drills, he looks and fine. Running plays like he looks great, but I don't know. I mean, he also doesn't have a ton. So? He also doesn't have a ton of leg in his shot, though. Like. Like Yogi has a ton of leg in his shot. Like Yogi gets oh, yeah. way up off the ground. You know, like his shot isn't necessarily like that. So it's sort of, sort of, you know, misleading in that sense. But I, I know what you're saying because I, I've posted a video of him warming up before the game. Him just, yeah. you know, taking shots and making all these shots, and he just look, he looks fine to me. But you know, there's a whole lot that goes into it. And Casey Smith's a lot more, a lot better than me at uh, diagnosing. Shins. I was much more positive until his chat with Eddie Sefko that we talked about one of the last pods we did before Christmas about how yeah. surgery w- is an option. You know, it's just not healing as fast. Just, I don't know. It it didn't give me the best vibes, but we'll see. Let's hope. I mean, with how Dallas is playing now, man, it would be crazy if they keep this going and then they could add a healthy Seth. And I mean, are we, are you allowed to say the P word? The, the the P word. Don't be thinking dirty. Pick Nick. the pick. Are we talking? Playoffs. Are we talking about the draft pick? <laughs> Playoffs. No, we can't talk about that. That is ridiculous. No, we can't talk about it. And uh, do we still? Do we think Dallas is going to make the playoffs? Now, no. now, if the Mavericks remain undefeated in in clutch time games from here on out, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about the P word uh, because they they have they started the season one for eighteen. One win, eighteen losses in crunch time qualifying games, but to start the season. Oh my gosh! And they've been here, four and zero since. Here's the thing, though. But, but here's the thing, though. And this, Melvin Hunt, myself, we talked about this exact same same thing. He said we're not getting blown out, though. He said that clunk, that clutch time stat, like we're one and eighteen. Yeah, that like that looks bad, but like that's <laughs> that's nineteen games. <laughs> we're and that he's we right. Lose, lose close games that. You know, you get some make or break moments, and it could be a different situation. So, 
and it, the no, and the one game was that prayer of a shot that Harrison Barnes threw up against Memphis. I mean, that was the yeah. that's the one game that they have won. So, it what and what you're saying though, and I want to talk about that is Melvin Hunt's right. Like they at least have been in these games, and and that's what we've seen this entire season. I, how many games have the Mavericks been blown out? Like four, right? Like it doesn't seem like it's been that many. They really have no. been in a lot of these games, and it goes with what we've you know been saying. What we said before the season is this team has at least the the talent to play with a lot of teams, and they're gonna they have the try hard guys that are gonna at least play with a lot of teams. You know, like Harrison Martin's a try hard guy, Salah Meshery, Wes Matthews, Dirk. I mean, all these guys are try hard guys. JJ Barea is probably the ultimate try try hard guy. He's gonna go in and try hard all the time. You know. And so yeah. they, they have these guys that are going to actually go in and give a crap on some of these games. And I just finished watching the, the Thunder game, and the Mavericks had players that gave a crap in that game. And the Thunder had players that did not give a crap at certain times. I mean, I don't I don't know if I remember Melo playing <laughs> like in that yeah. game. I mean, he did. He scored 20 points, I think, but I just don't even remember him, you know, any significant moments in the game besides that shot he missed in the last minute or so. And when, when you look at like the play, I mean, I was joking about the playoffs a little bit ago, but like when you look at the teams out west, I mean, let's just look. Okay, Golden State, Houston, San Antonio, Minnesota, which I want to say, Minnesota is only one win behind San Antonio. I noticed that Isaac and I we did board bets. We'll go over those at some point in the next couple of weeks or so. But we made board bets before the season, and one of those is he said that Minnesota would have a better record than San Antonio, and I took San Antonio. And at the beginning of the season, that looks really, really good. But Minnesota's starting to put it together. They are. But um, I'm not as confident in it. San Antonio's but, getting Kawhi fully back. Yeah. So, anyway, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. I would go ahead and almost just say Portland and Denver should be in there. Denver will be getting Paul Mills set back. So, when you look at the A seed, yeah. to give you optimism, if you are some fans are like, do they have a shot at the playoffs? I think they'll just need some help. I think when you look at the eight seed, look at those next four to five teams. The Pelicans are in there right now at five hundred record. And you know how I feel about them. They are they yeah. are this close, this close. I'm putting my fingers up right next to each other. They are this close from exploding. So let me just give a hypothetical, and I don't know if it's going to happen, but let's just say let's say New Orleans and the Clippers blow it up. Let's say well, New the Clippers Orleans, are already blown up. They, I mean, they, I think they're done. But here's the thing, like Clippers, <laughs> they're just now getting some people back healthy, which is kind of wild. But they've won, I think, four of the last five. I don't know, something I, like I, that. I'm done with my optimism on teams that have oft injured players like Memphis and the Clippers. Yeah, I'm done with them. But okay, so let's take that route. Let's say they trade DeAndre, whatever. Yeah, and they go, you know, not go straight to the bottom, but at least you know hover in that whole a- right. area. Let's say. Wild case, it doesn't look like they will now. But let's say New Orleans trades Boogie. So like, yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But, but if they traded Boogie, then you're looking at a really murky waters there, a big clump of teams of New Orleans, the Clippers, the Utah Jazz, and the Dallas Mavericks. Because Dallas is gonna pass Phoenix. Phoenix is gonna, yeah, they're, they're gonna tank, tank away any moment. But like, that's the thing. Like, I mean, for. It's crazy to think about. Does Dallas have a shot? I think the only shot that they would have at making the playoffs would be the eighth seed, and it, they would just need some help at the trade deadline as far as the Pelicans or Clippers, you know, unloading one of their stars. Or and the and the Mavs have a move in them. I mean, but right before we started yeah. recording, we just were talking about Josh McRoberts about how you know he's he's coming back. He's been active the last couple of games or just the last game, um, and. 
He's a, he's available definitely to, you know to be moved. Oh, yeah. You have you know, Nerlens Noel that'll probably be moved at the trade deadline. You have guys that you know are are available available to be moved to uh, to get at least something. Maybe they get a veteran back. Maybe they get a, a contract that people that another team doesn't like, but at least it's a good player. You know that there are some guys like that out there that have that are you know viable players that are just on bad contracts, like an, like an Alan Crabb type guy. Like maybe they get something like yeah. that, you know, and not him specifically, but. Maybe they get somebody like that that could actually come in and help them. So the Mavs have a move in them. And so if they get better, I can't believe we're talking about this. But the Mavericks are no. are they're 13 and 25 right now. They are 1 and 18 in they were 1 and 18 before the before this last four game win streak in uh in <laughs> clutch time games. And that is uh the score is within 5 points with 5 minutes to go or less. Uh and so Let's say they won half of those games. They win half of those games. That, that's, not, that's nine more games. That's a nine-game swing. I mean, all of a sudden, you're looking at a team that is uh, it's like way above 500. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is just a, a tip of the ball here or there. That is, you know, I mean, it's not ridiculous to think. And, uh, man, that, <laughs> that's pretty crazy. All, all the Team Tank people are probably just cringing in their boots right now if you guys are wearing no, boots. No, well, man, we're just spending time on it. I mean – we cover the team every day, so it's just like, hey, do we think they're going to make the playoffs at this point? No. Like, I mean, we're pretty – I mean, they're probably going to finish around this range. I'm just saying it's not completely impossible. With this run that they've made, they, they're they a super confident team. Dennis was just talking to us today and was like, man, like, he, he dubbed them. He's like, we're the hottest team in the league right now, <laughs> about, about to play the champs. They do have the and longest like, win streak in the NBA right now. <laughs> It is. That's wild. Four games. Yeah. It's Nobody wild. Else has and, a four uh, game win streak. But no, it, I mean, it's fun. They deserve it. It's fun seeing Dennis. And we'll talk about Dennis more in a second. But you said something about the tank crowd. And I think we're going to talk, do a po- whole pod about this. But, yeah. you know, I tweeted out something and it people started interacting with whatever. And there's nothing more, man, that frustrates me more. That fans out there that are two weeks ago. Rolling out their tank gifts and said, "Tank, tank for Luca, let's go! Let, yeah, we lost, we lost again. Let's Mo go!" Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba, seven blocks. So excited! And then Dennis has this big game, and they're like, "Go Mavs! I'm an NFFL. Let's go!" Okay, come on, bro. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's just a you know a lot of people are tweeting at me. And it's like, can we? Can't we just be both? Can we? I just, in my opinion, it's just an easy cop out. Like, I don't think you can have both. Like, a part of being a fan and part of being that, you know, rooting for a team is you have your ups and downs. And in this boat, you never have a down. Yeah, yeah. And like, don't spoil, know, don't spoil the pod. We'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about this. I know you get on your. So I, know, man, I know you get oh, on. It makes me so. He gets so fired up like, about it. Here's here's my one thing. I'll just make this. Okay, one give me your one. Thing. If you want to be Team Tank, be it. Stay in the group. You just can't root for wins. Like, you just can't be excited whenever Dennis has this crazy game and they win the game. And if you want to be on this side, then you root for wins. And if, like, you lose, it it sucks. But, like, you just can't ride the fence. But anyway. The question question that I would have for people that, that think that you can do both, when you go to a game, what play are you cheering for? And that is when you decide. That is when you decide. If you are team tank, for for real team tank, or if you are you know a, a team you know team team, 
I guess team, team Mavericks, team Carlisle. Um, if you cheer when they when something good happens, then you know. Well, that if it's you're the last shot of truly. the game, it's tied up. Mavericks have the ball and they're shooting the last shot, and that you're honestly cheering for them to miss the shot. Yeah, if you right. if you find yourself naturally cheering for them to do bad, then maybe your team tank. Yeah. So uh, one team that you didn't mention in the uh, when you were talking earlier about the teams ahead of the Mavericks. The Utah Jazz, they got they have something to say about that eight seed too. I mean, your boy Don, yeah. your boy Donovan Mitchell, they're gonna get Rudy Gobert back, you know, uh, at some point or or he they is. They gotta move up their sleeve too. Yeah, they do. They got a bunch of random dudes that they can they can move. Uh, Dante Exum, I think, is a guy that you know could potentially. Derek Favors, he's on expiring. Favors contract. is all, Favors is the new like Okafor. He's the you know the new guy that can, just always seems like he's gonna be traded. Can they? Here's how does Donovan Mitchell affect Rodney Hood and like and what they pay and Rodney Ricky Hood? Rubio? Yeah, like, so like that's the thing. And Donovan Mitchell's just you know he's just at a hold. I mean, we're all about him. I was all about him, but I didn't think he would be this good this quick. Jeez. And I don't think anybody did. But but yeah, I mean, I I think if you if you t- said Isaac, give me three teams that you think are the most likely to make a trade at the deadline, Utah is one of those teams and. But we'll see. I think I think they will have something to to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Utah Utah's there in the middle, and then nobody below the the, the Mavericks. Like the Lakers have just completely bottomed out. Like they they just yeah. And you know we haven't it. had a pod since you know Woj did that when the Lakers and Warriors uh, played. He did and they did ESPN did that weird simulcast, and you know Woj actually said it on the broadcast. Said Dallas and. You know, Los Angeles had had talks on a Nerlens for Randall trade, and we've talked about that on this pod. Oh, we have. Yeah, we did. Whatever. We because I okay. I remember we talked about it because I said I think I am the only human on the on planet Earth that has watched every single Lakers and every single Mavericks oh, yeah, game. That's true. That's true. You are the only human. <laughs> I th- I think that's the I think that's one of the only things that I've done that no one else has done. But uh, and I I would be all for getting Randall. I'm not sure where he plays. For the Mavericks, uh, and I'm not sure how it would work with Carlisle. He is another one of those guys that is, uh, when he tries hard, like what he's doing this year, he is a beast, and he is a bear to handle. He is really good in, in the open court and transition. He can grab a rebound, and he can go. That is just that is the best part of his game. He gets to the basket, and he when he gets the ball, man, at the top of the key, he does not look to left or right. He just runs barrels right for the basket, and he's going for it. And he has a lot of really good moves around the basket especially when he's running he runs at the at the basket he can go you know he's a left-hander so he can he can get a lot of people off guard with that uh, a lot of little floater things he gets pretty high up there so he can just kind of toss it in um, that stuff's really good uh, defensively he can move his feet really really well I mean he's, he's, he's been become a really really good defender this year and uh, or at least has shown that he can be a good defender it's always kind of been there a lot of comparisons to him was for, was Draymond Green coming out of coming out of college that he could eventually become something like that. Now that's been for a lot of guys, but uh defensively he's been a lot better. Um he's nowhere near Draymond Green obviously, but he's finally showed that this year, but he is not a guy that tries every single night. He has this year a lot because it's contract year and that's kind of what I'm worried about for him. I don't think he and Carlisle would be great together. I'd still take a chance on him though. Sure, sure. Especially if it was just going to be for Nerlens, that was kind of what came out. Is yeah, it was going to be Nerlens or you know Nerlens and something. But 
Yeah. And he, we've talked about this before, but I mean, we're looking at like four weeks to the trade deadline and Dallas, yeah. is, you know, they're going to have to make some decisions on some key, key guys and not really super key guys, but like, I mean, I'm fairly confident Nerlens and Devin Harris could fetch some type of asset or draft pick or something um, that could go towards the future. It's just a matter of if Dallas will will pull the trigger on something like that. I think Devin will be Devin would be a hard one because of how much he means to everybody, to the franchise, to everyone. But he's just playing so well, and his contract's expiring. Yeah, and he he's just the perfect prototype guy that every contending team would like to have on their bench but definitely definitely you want to talk about these this past week just some bits and pieces of this win streak yeah let's go over this win streak uh so the mavericks have won games against toronto indiana new orleans and oklahoma city uh those are all those are four playoff teams like this win streak this win streak has not been against scrubs like the toronto had the best record in the nba the best record in the east i think when the mavericks beat them yeah and i just want to say before this win streak i was kind of depressed (laughs) because (laughs) i don't blame you and the hawks and wayne ellington went off for like a thousand three-pointers as wayne ellington does i mean he he is just an upper echelon of of best I love winning. Make it Wayne. Um, after that was the Hawks game, man. And watching Dennis Schroeder put up like 27 in the second half. Man, how do you lose twice to the Hawks? <sighs> Dallas. That Hawks game was just, I mean, it was bad. Like, I watched it at home. My dad was with me. And he was like, hey, uh, what's the Hawks record? Like, are they, like, <laughs> I are hate they good when this parents year? ask you questions like that because you're just like, ugh. I, I don't say, is the Hawks good right this now. year? I'm like, no. Nope. They uh they have the worst record in the league. <laughs> Two of their nine wins are against the Mavericks. <laughs> but man, Schroeder just I mean, he just roasted them in the second half. But so anyway, to my emotions after the Hawks game, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like this is gonna be and man, they, they just flipped the light switch after <laughs> whatever happened on Christmas, it was great because that Raptors game was the day after Christmas. Yeah, so the Raptors game happened, and then they beat the Pacers. Another you know crunch time game came down to the no end. No Oladipo, though. You have to throw that out there. Oh, right, right. Yeah, so that, that they're a completely different team without him. I haven't watched that game yet, to be perfectly. Super boring game because Dirk led the Mavericks with 15 points. So what? Well, how is that boring? Okay. <laughs> uh, I have a, I also I, – I don't know if I wanted to get into this today, but you just saying that made me re- remember it. Bill Simmons and Kevin O'Connor on the on the Ringer NBA show did this thing. Don't get me started. Don't get me they started. They did this thing where they went I through. I hate it, man. Oh, man. They did this thing where they went through every single team and gave one thing. And you can tell, like, I love Bill Simmons more than probably, like, yes, you do. most people that I know in person. And you can tell he's never watched one Mavericks game this year because he said, he said that, you know, first of all, he's talking about how the Mavericks are awful, blah, blah, which is fine. And then he said that Dirk has been terrible this year. What the freaking like, how, how? Like, What are you talking about? I hate that. It's the highest three point percentage in his career. In his, his career. career. Haven't has not missed a single game. I was counting back to backs the other day and we've had like seven or eight back to backs. And it's not like, like he looks terrible in these games either. Like we get that he's slow. Like we get all that. Like defense, all that stuff. 
But come on, to say he's terrible, That's, no. it was bad. To say watch that, to say that go. it was just sad to watch him. Like it's not sad. He's putting up really, really good shots, and he's getting good space. And it's it's kind of amazing to watch Dirk in these games because you just look and say, "How is this dude getting points?" <laughs> like that was yeah. my whole reason for writing the you know how does Dirk get buckets? You know, big piece that I wrote earlier this year is just like, how is this even possible? Like this guy is That's, the slowest guy probably in the league, and he can he's averaging twelve points. I mean, twelve points. Yeah. How many players in the league are averaging twelve points? You know, less That's than like equivalent of me saying that like Lonzo sucks. And whenever I can't tell you, no, I'm just saying like, I feel like a lot of people is already saying, trying to say he's a bust. He can't shoot all this stuff. So I just like listen to these people that say, you know, this overwhelming storyline about him and without watching any Lakers games, which I don't. And then I'm like, oh yeah, Alonzo sucks this year. You know, like he's just a bust, whatever. But I'm like, that's not like the case that like, that's what Bill did. And when really you watch Alonzo, like, and you see he's putting up decent numbers, like he's running the team. Like, I don't know. I just, I, yeah, I, I caught that comment too, and it just made me mad. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't want to go too far into that, but that is just not true, and everybody listening to this pod knows that. So we're, we're preaching to the choir on that one. Then the uh, New Orleans Pelicans game where uh, – Oh, what a fun one. Man, that yeah, that was a, a good game to watch. The, uh, the greatest play, the greatest play maybe of our lifetime – Dennis's tenth rebound. <laughs> Dennis's tenth rebound that I, that I tweeted out that was really funny, uh, but it was a tip. It it counts that his so Dennis gets the triple double in this game. His tenth rebound was a tip, uh, but it wasn't a tip back like the Tyson tip outs that we you know that we have come to know and love, where the ball goes off the rim and then the the center whoever underneath tips the ball backwards towards a player that counts as a rebound. He tipped it forward, and he was behind Dirk, so you can't really see him. But he he does get to the ball first, and he tips it to I think Wes or somebody. So that counted as his tenth rebound. But no, the best play maybe of our entire lives, Isaac. Uh oh. In the first quarter, Dallas is up six to nothing. Dennis, you know, is throwing floaters up. He's going all over the place. It's so awesome. Dennis is guarding Rajon Rondo on the other end. Either Boogie or Davis sets a screen for Rondo. Dennis goes – Dennis knows. like You can just tell that he had been drilled on this because he goes under the screen. Like He, he makes an – he, he uh, automatically goes underneath the screen because he knows that Rondo can't shoot. And so he goes underneath – which Rondo has actually shot pretty well this year. But he goes underneath the screen. Rondo runs by him. And he does a finger roll at the bucket. And he completely misses it, and it just completely misses the bat. It goes off the front of the the rim, and does it doesn't even have a chance. Ah, that was such a great play. <laughs> I think there was one time too, like Rondo fell, or I don't know something when Dennis was driving. But the second best play, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. running up the court, crossover, and uh, just does that little. It's not the full sham god, but he just kind of. Put the ball like dribble the ball forward and then back, just like a you know a forward back. Durant probably has some term for it that I don't know about because I'm not a baller. But it goes back and forth. Rondo just like trips on his own feet or something and falls down, yeah. and Dennis Smith Jr. nails a three like right in his face. That was we all rejoiced. That was the second best play. But I I think the Rondo trip. I don't know. This was the uh, this is Dennis Smith Jr.'s first triple double. Uh, Nick has a great thread on everything you need to know about Dennis's triple-double. 
So go to his Twitter feed and, and find that. Because um, it is crazy, some of the stats that you're tweeting out as far as, like, the youngest triple doubles and, like, all this stuff. Like, he's in some rare territory. Uh, yeah, I mean, let, let me a, let me go through those. I mean, we might go as well. for it. It's, it, it's yeah, that's like a week it. old or so. So let me go. Let me just go through them. Russell Westbrook and LeBron James did not get a triple double in their first twenty nine games. Dennis Smith Jr. did. Here are the only players to get a triple double with twenty points in their first twenty nine games. Alvin Adams. Okay, he did it twice. He's the only player to do it twice, which is kind of crazy. Bird, Magic. Oladipo, Ben Simmons, Kemba Walker, Michael Carter-Williams, Chris Webber, Jay Williams, Chuck Person, and Damon Stoudemire. Those are the only players to ever get a uh, a triple-double with 20 points in their first 29 games. That is what Dennis Smith Jr. did. Dennis Smith Jr. is the youngest of that group by 263 days. (laughs) The next closest was Chris Webber, who was like 20 and 297 days or something like that. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is not the youngest player of all time to get a uh, a triple double with with twenty points. Do you know the youngest player ever to get a triple double with twenty nine points? Now I just named a whole bunch of them that did it in their first twenty nine games. But who was the youngest ever? Damon Stoudemire. Nope, because I just said that he was the youngest of that group. Dennis Smith Jr. Uh-huh. Was not younger LeBron. than LeBron James, who was in his second year <laughs> when he got the yeah, triple double because LeBron came in uh, right out of high school because he didn't have to go to college. So he that first year he was eighteen. So LeBron James was ten days younger than Dennis Smith Jr. when he actually did this twice when he was younger than than Dennis Smith Jr. in his second year in the NBA. Uh, man, <laughs> that, wild. that was just crazy. Then also. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., one of his rebounds, and I posted the video. Just go check out the the thread that I posted. Just, you know, search Dennis Smith Jr. triple-double, like Nick or something. And at the end of the thread, I posted the video of <laughs> this rebound that Dennis Smith Jr. Was, was given. There was an Anthony Davis air ball. <laughs> I said, this should be counted as a steal. Because <laughs> it was essentially a pass because he, he missed it pretty bad. But, yeah, yeah. that was that was super fun. Awesome to see all that stuff to, you know, it was cool seeing all the response to that thread, all the, you know, people super excited about him. Uh, I love the people that say, you know, oh, that's just empty calories. Like how many of those were empty stats and blah, blah, blah. Get, get out of here, man. It's just super fun. I, mean, I, I love rate, triple doubles. At this rate with the Mavericks record and a triple double, if he gets a couple more, he could win MVP of the league, right? What? With- like, I mean, Westbrook did. <laughs> You'd have to average it, I think. Triple doubles, I mean, apparently mean everything to the voters. So apparently, apparently means everything. So uh, then the Mavericks faced the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. This was an interesting game because it really, really, really came down to the end uh, in this game. And Dennis just, man, this is where I really realized, and I, it's probably because I just watched this game. But Dennis is starting to really take over. In uh, yeah. in crunch time, he is just r- really going after it. I mean, he hit back to back threes within the last two minutes in this game. It was just massive shots. I mean, granted, one of the threes was a bank, but still counts. Still, was the it, it was Isaac just, Isaac it, was the bank open on New Year's Eve? Yes, they were making it. It was not, but for Dennis, it was. <laughs> if you had 
you know, sometimes watching your rookie throughout the rookie season, you're like, okay, I think he was going to be good. Then you might go a week or so, and you're like, hmm, what's Dennis' <laughs> is, ceiling? Is he really good? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. You just kind of go back and forth, like, how good can he be? And that OKC game, you really sat back like a dad and say, man, like, my son's growing up. That's my boy. Like, and that, that's what you're just like, dang. Like, he really looked like a special player and he's just starting i mean you just have to remind yourself this rookie year like i mean dallas is just going to him like do your thing and you know earl in case need to ask him today at practice he said you know now that you know you've been finishing these games do you feel like you're you know something along the lines you know when you it's your time to just take over or you know to just do your thing and he had a great answer he just deferred to his teammates well i just always want to get them involved and all this stuff and but it was just true. Like, it was just like... No, that is not true. No, it's like, it's true that you, know, you just give him the ball and say, listen, you know, kind of like what Utah's doing with you know, with Donovan Mitchell. Like, it's wild. Like, when watching Mitchell against the Heat, I mean, the Heat, the Cavs the other night, I mean, they were just isolating him out, and he was scoring on him. Like, and it's just wild that these guys are rookies, and... And the fact that Westbrook was guarding him and just going head to toe, and that drive through the lane... With Jeremy Grant Jeez. on him, oh man, he just he—I mean—he extended his arm so far out, and like he hung in the air for so long. Yeah, like just special moves and special kid. He's growing. Mass fans have so much to be excited about for Dennis moving forward, and you know. And I think, do you still have your Twitter pulled up? Yeah, yeah, with that the thread that I just did about Reed. You know, and some people are like, "Is this a shot towards Rick or whatever it is?" But, you know, read the quote you know, when he's talking about playing in the, you know, crunch time, basically. I think oh, it was the the, the, the play was basically like, or the uh, the quote was just that uh, three straight games we won in the clutch because I was in the game. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's been something that we've talked about since day one of the season that it gets in these games and Rick, you know, once tends to trust JJ or Devin or – you know, his, his, or Yogi, some, you know, guys that he's had on his team, he leans towards the veterans. And now, over this past couple of weeks, he's left Dennis in, or he's put Dennis back in and said, go do your thing. And we've got to see this. We've got to witness Dennis in crunch time give me the ball and let me go do my thing. And that's where you see the special moments. That's where you see the moments that win you ball games, that elevate your career and, so it's cool. It's cool seeing some of the post game comments from like Rick Carlisle and stuff after some of these games, just talking about how special Dennis could be, and um, you just really, you really, can, you don't want to like overstate it, Tom. But this past week of Mavericks basketball has just been really fun and much deserved for the team and for the fan base. Much deserved it's, for the fan base, man. It was starting to get rough. Yeah, and you, I mean, you don't. No matter if your team tank or not, like you still. Like okay, I don't, I I don't I I don't tweet this out because I don't want people to take it as like some high horse thing or whatever. But I feel like too the fact that we have a relationship with some of these guys and we go in a locker room and we go to these practices and we at least get a small small glimpse of what these guys put into their into their lives and playing this game. That I think it's harder for us to. I'll admit that it's harder for me to say you know. Oh, team tank. Whenever 
you see the sacrifice, you see like what these guys put in and the hard work and to root for them to lose and to go in and see them in the locker room after every game and talk to them and just, I don't know, it's just, it's just hard. Like I root for these guys. I want them to guys to win. Because I get a small, small, small percentage of a of a, a, a glance at the work they put in, like a two percent look at an end of practice or after games and stories I hear, and I'm like, I can't root for you to lose. I just can't do it. Like, you deserve it, and that's why that's why I tweet out some of these games. Like they have big games against Toronto, and they're on this win streak right now. These guys deserve it. They put in the dang work, whether they're millionaires or not. They put in this work, and they deserve it. Definitely. They definitely deserve it. And I think Mavericks fans really deserve it. I mean, I, I really felt for Mavs fans over the last, you know, two years or so that I've been covering this team because there's just been some ugly basketball, <laughs> especially, yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a fan base that was spoiled for so long, but, uh, but the last couple of years have just been I mean, tough and this has been a really good stretch. So check in to the game tonight when, uh, all of this that we just said, all this good stuff goes to waste because <laughs> Mavericks probably get blown out because it's golden state and that's what they do but here's the thing like it's gonna be a fun night if golden state wins by 30 we're still gonna be okay like we've won four straight you go into this matchup tonight as like a 16 facing a one seed like you beat them yeah insane you lose to it you're like okay like what what would be like a moral win tonight as a fan i don't understand are there moral wins is that that's a whole other conversation I'm ha- I'm happy tonight if 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 Golden State wins by ten eight if we cut if we if we lose by under ten I'm like that's solid cool and if Dennis dunks on Kevin Durant that that's what I would be I'd be Draymond so oh, real quick be last time Golden State came to Dallas we had the Draymond and Dennis thing yep uh, Peasley uh, asking asked Dennis about it today he said oh, you know Draymond's coming back to town you looking forward to playing against him. Dennis starts cracking up at practice and said, man, I didn't try to dunk on him last time. That was just overblown, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Draymond didn't play. They play, So they play, had the game in Dallas where Draymond and Dennis exchanged words. They played him in Golden State. Draymond didn't play because I think, I think he didn't play or Dennis didn't play one of them. And now they're set to face each other. But guess who's questionable for tonight's game? Draymond. Draymond, you scared, bro? He's gonna be scared. Like everybody's, you, everybody's dodging Fox now. All of a sudden, <laughs> Draymond dodging Dennis Smith Jr. And speaking of dodging, I will not dodge this uh, awful sub tweet that you tweeted at me earlier today. That was actually not a subtweet. It was just direct slander at me. Isaac Harris. What did that subtweet? You tweeted this at me earlier today. Our president tweeted this whole thing about how he has these <laughs> awards for worst journalists. And this is the tweet that our president tweeted out today. I will be announcing the most dishonest and corrupt media awards of the year on Monday at corrupt. 5 o'clock. Subjects will cover dishonesty and bad reporting in various categories from the fake news media. Stay tuned. And Isaac just quote tweeted this and said, I nominate at Nick Van Exit. Corrupt media. Corrupt media. You know what? You're right. Nick's, Nick's getting paid. You know what? Sala comes up to me and gives me a $5 bill after every single game. It says, say nice things about me. Write something good about <laughs> me. Write something good about me. 
<sighs> oh man. I did not say the same about you. I didn't nor did I reciprocate it, nor did I like the tweet. I told you that I was gonna nominate somebody else, but that would have been a lot more true, but I don't know them on a personal level to nominate them that well. So I was like, Oh, who's somebody I could like joke around with and nominate? And I was like, Oh, Nick would be fun. I nominate uh I nominate Earl K. Sneed and Bobby Corolla and uh and I nominate all those guys and uh, and Dwayne and Dwayne Price. I nominate all of those guys for dishonest because, uh, man, the Mavericks are really lying in their pockets. Man, they they really they get paid straight from the source. That that just can't be honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some bribery there. You want to keep your job? Say nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> say say nice things about the franchise. Cuban is literally signing their checks. I mean, how can that how can that be a thing that's giving real coverage? <laughs> <laughs> oh man they're fun yeah no that's that that's completely not what i think guys thank you so much for listening to locked on mavericks thank you for coming back all of you guys that are listening right now coming back after our hiatus uh enjoy the game tonight enjoy if the mavericks win and uh i think you can also enjoy if the mavs lose too shut up <laughs> Nick. get out of here after all this We've been recording for 42 minutes, and we were doing so good together. You can't enjoy – stop. Well, I guess you, you can enjoy the loss if you're on that team. You just can't <laughs> switch teams. I, got, uh, I yeah. wish you guys could have seen Isaac's face just now. It was just the <laughs> most, like, defeated I think I've ever seen him. So stupid. But I just threw that in right at the end there. I, I want to I plug a couple things. Well, first off, don't forget about Derek Harper's jersey retirement coming up on January Ooh, 7th. Be excited about that. Uh, and we'll actually talk about Derek Harper. Not Kobe. And uh, the the Mavericks have a massive banner hanging from the AAC. Uh, looks really cool, uh, honoring Harper and stuff. Uh, but anyway, I want to plug a piece of mine also. I just wrote a piece uh, about J.J. Barea and how his number should be retired in Dallas when he retires um got some people that disagree with it pretty well how? but uh how I, I stand what how do they disagree i don't understand oh i was like don't start this right now nick no no no. Don't it's start. too late in the pod for us to start this right now. <sighs> it's like but anyway i stand by it i think he should when he's all said and done he should be fifth all-time in games played for the mavericks ahead of michael finley um so just i think he should and I don't know if he's the next one or not. You know, random t- random note real quick. You know the Blazers won their championship game and their championship in like 1977 or something. They retired seven players from that chi- that title team. Their <laughs> numbers. Like three or four of them were just random role players. So like when you look back at the 2011 Maverick team, like is Dirk really going to be the only one? And then you look so like who who else? Like Jason Terry, maybe. Yeah, Tyson Chandler. <laughs> But like Tyson played two years here, like this is two thing, separate you know? years. <laughs> yeah, like, so JJ it, after next season, which he's under contract with, he'll be he'll play his tenth season in Dallas. There's only four people that's played more double digit seasons, and that's Dirk Harper, Rowe, and Brad Davis. Rolando Blackman. Yeah, Rowe, Ro, whatever. So like he'll be he'll join that group, and you know, and like we said with Harper. Harper, Blackman, and Brad will be the only three people to have their jersey retired in the rafters until Dirk gets his. So, Finley is going to get his eventually. But, anyway, I think he should. It might surprise some people. Um, 
some people were reaching out saying, hey, we should set our bar higher than J.J. Barea. And I'm like, I don't think so. He just means a lot to the franchise and everything he brought. But anyway, check out that piece. Uh, I enjoyed writing that. I talked to Melvin Hunt a little bit about J.J. Barea's impact and everything. And Melvin had a good quote. He said, J.J. Barea is as much as a freak of an athlete as some of these guys that jump above the rim. And I agree with it, man. Like he just said, he was just talking about how wild it is that somebody his size can be so effective and do the things he's done for so long. But anyway, go check that out. Can you guys tell that this is our first pod back in a while? We've tried to end this pod like three different times. Shut up. It's like 46 minutes. People wrote us for like a week asking when we're going to be back. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Remember when, remember in the off season, we did pods for like an hour and people would tweet us and be like, with these gifts of like super excitement and be like, when you see the podcast is over an hour and they're like super happy. <laughs> no, I was just saying that like we keep, we just keep adding stuff because we've been gone for so long and we just keep like throw There's like one more thing, like yes. one more thing. That's just, we just keep throwing in one more thing. And this is now the fourth time. So yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm all for it. One more thing, Nick, go for it. <laughs> no, I said, do you have a one more thing? I don't, I was going to end it, but then you, you gave your one more thing. One more thing. Uh, Isaiah Thomas did come back for the, uh, the Cavs tonight, and for some reason he's not going to play against the Celtics tomorrow. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. That's kind of dumb. I would have played him out there for like like ten minutes just, just for the, the well, okay. Crowd to so wait, him and make Danny. He, so he's coming cool. back from this crazy injury, right? And it's taken him this long to come back. Why would you not just wait one more game? Just wait one, like literally one more day, and then yeah. not start him tonight, but then play him the next night. Like, what is that going to do for this team? Face. That would be the ultimate slap in the face to Danny Ainge, too, because you know he would just get a standing ovation. People will just love him, like everything. He's going to get that anyway. Yeah, but like if he checked into the game, like that would have just been wild. I don't understand why you can't just wait one more day. All right, that's my thing. That's my soapbox for right now. All right, hey, let's make a score prediction for the, the Warriors game. Oh, oh, did we do our month predictions? We we haven't. I just now remember that. We'll do them before the we'll do them before the end of this podcast, and we'll talk about them at the end at the the next podcast. Okay. So uh, score prediction tonight. I think it's going to be Warriors one hundred and twenty, the Mavericks one hundred and ten. Ooh. Okay. I'll say Warriors one thirteen to Dallas one. Oh, no. They're going to say like 85. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mavericks. You can follow me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac Harris at Isaac Harris NBA. Read his stuff at the Smoking Cuban. Uh, and you can also go to Mavs Moneyball and check out some stuff we got there. Thank you so much for listening, and we appreciate it. We're back. <laughs> we back, baby. Peace out. Boom. Forest forward. Yeah.